All right, it is Sunday, November 1st, 2020. This is the popular vote with Melissa and James. Melissa, happy belated Halloween. Yeah, happy belated Halloween. What an interesting evening I had. But more importantly, how was your Halloween? How are you doing today? I'm good. You know, we're good. We we did not, I did not do a whole lot. I did have poll worker training yesterday um, for three hours in the morning. And it was about two and a half. Um, it was fine. The, the lady who ran the training was very good. She was like, this is my 78th training I've done. She was like, I guarantee you, I know the answer to your question, or I'm already going to tell you like the answer to your question that you have. So like, wait until the end for questions. <laughs> but with the amount of boomers that were there, do you think they waited until the end, despite being given that direction? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not would be correct. The amount of boomers that were there that kept raising their hand and asking really stupid questions one lady asked, she goes, um, I noticed that some of my poll workers that I'm working with, they don't have phone numbers or emails listed. How am I supposed to contact them? And you know what I said? I, I interrupted. I did not let the lead trainer speak. I said, oh, it's Halloween. They're probably ghosts. Just ignore them. <laughs> was this in person or was it? It was in person, Zoom? but it was okay. like mask up, except for the few Republicans that did the mask where they pull it down under their nose, which is like yeah. my number one pet peeve. Yes. Could you imagine how awful that training would have been if it was via Zoom? Like those oh boomers God. would really have no idea what was going on. Kill me. Literally, <laughs> just get the gun. Like I'm over it. <laughs> so anyways, how was your Halloween? It was good. Uh, low key, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, There were some offensive Halloween costumes that were very topical. I'm not going to say who wore them, but, you know, it was good. I mean, it was – the thing with Halloween in the Midwest is that it's always chilly, right? And mm-hmm. so even without a global pandemic going on, it really reduces your co- your costume options, right? Because you got to bundle up and stay warm. Now that there's a pandemic and if you're going to do something, you need to be outside. It's like, what in the world are you going to wear? Like that sexy mail-in ballot costume, like that is not going to be a thing. Or a sexy Dr. Deborah Burks, also just not doable in 35 degree weather. So yeah, my Halloween was low key. Yeah, agree. And definitely with the amount of, you know, police brutality protests, I mean, the slutty cop, which to me is the peace day resistance of all slutty Halloween costumes. I mean, that one is obviously not going to be very popular this season, you know? I didn't even think of slutty cop, but I, oh man, that would have been a really good costume. I mean, it's a classic, it's a classic (laughs) slutty Halloween costume, but I really feel like it's just not, it's not its year for it. Maybe 2021 after they do some reforms, then maybe you can put the costume back on and bear your midriff and your your bum. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're gonna go ahead and just dive right into some celebrity tea and some celebrity fun. I know you did some light research on some of the best and most interesting, shall we say, celebrity Halloween costumes. And let's talk about them. So I this couple wins the award for cutest Halloween costume of 2020. It's um, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and their toddler daughter. They dressed up as s'mores. Gabrielle Aww. Union was a Hershey bar. Dwayne Wade was a graham cracker. And then their little toddler baby was a little marshmallow. How ador- How wholesome is that? That is what we need in this. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm looking at that costume right now. Also, she's kind of a slutty Hershey's bar, which I do approve of. Uh, yes. Yes. It's not really that slutty. It's just – it looks like a nightie. It looks like she's wearing a nightie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my award for funniest celebrity costume goes to Lizzo. 
She dressed up as a fly, specifically the fly that was on Mike Pence's hair. But the best part of the costume was her Instagram post because she posted this green screened video of her like, like green screened onto Mike Pence's hair. And she's like twerking as a fly to um, Big Sean's I don't F with you. (laughs) It's just. It is art. Like, that is the art that we need this year. And it cracked me up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, and then two more uh, celeb uh, costumes that I really like this year. Uh, the Weeknd dressed up as the Nutty Professor. And it was it was a good costume. Like, he really looked like the Nutty Professor. So props to him and the team that helped him get ready. Um, and then my last favorite Halloween costume is Jennifer Garner. She dressed up as her favorite emoji, which is the old grandma. So she's just like wearing this gray wig, looking very cozy and comfortable. If I had, you know, gone to a big party, I would have dressed up as that emoji because who doesn't want to be cozy and comfortable on Halloween? That's so cute. And I I just want to say this, you know, a lot of actresses will claim to be America's sweetheart. Julia Roberts, Reese Witherspoon, but I really think Jen Garner is America's sweetheart. I, you know what? I agree. She tolerated a lot with Ben Affleck. A and- lot. <laughs> that is an understatement, Melissa. A lot. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I like her a lot. Oh, gosh. My not favorite, but honorable mention that I do want to note is I thought it was really interesting that they did that the Kardashian, Kim Kardashian did Tiger King. Yeah. But what I find interesting is that Kanye was not a part of it. It was her... <laughs> Weird. I don't even understand his appeal. I don't think he has anything going for him. Jonathan, is it Chibani? Like the yogurt? I don't think it's Chibani, but it's close enough. (laughs) He was like the actual Tiger King. He was, um, Mm -hmm. what's his name? I can't think of it right now. Oh man, what is his name? Is it Joe? Joe Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. He was Joe Exotic, the Tiger. Well, he's the Tiger King, Joe Exotic. So um, he was like Joe Exotic. And then the other ones were like Tiger. I don't know. It was stupid. I I mean, I thought it was kind of funny, but let's be honest. Kim K's Carol Baskin outfit was not accurate. Like Kim looked great. Okay. Her hair was super sleek, super shiny. She looked good, and I feel like she could have done better with the accuracy of of her particular costume. Yeah, she was like she was basically a slutty Carol Baskin. <laughs> but and all of her kids were little tigers. I <clears throat> thought that was cute. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, that's cute. Speaking of Kanye, I want to have a quick little <sighs> sidebar. He's still running for president, and I want you to know earlier earlier in the season of our podcast, I talked about how I was going to look at merch like the last day of the campaign to see like if there were any mm-hmm. like discounts or sales. And I just want to say one, the merch still sucks. It does. I looked and I agree. <laughs> and the prices are still at, it's like sixty dollars for a hat. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not good merch. It really isn't. It's not. It's not good merch. And it's it's you would think that they would. I mean, who knows? If it goes on like deep discount after the election, yeah. maybe. Um, also, I'm obsessed with who's the actress that was it Jennifer Aniston that was like, it's not funny to vote for Kanye. <laughs> I think it was her. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's also America's sweetheart. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, yeah. And he's still running for president yes he is still running for president um i watched like a two minute ad of like young people being like i'm voting for kanye and it's like girl like maybe maybe all five of you are voting for kanye but i don't know i don't know anyone else that's voting for kanye do you 
No, I don't think he's on the ballot at Illinois. No, he's not. He's not. He's not only not on the ballot in Indiana. He's not even a write-in candidate. Like he missed that deadline. Oh. So you can write him in. Like you could write him in, but like as a poll worker, we will not count that as a vote because he did not. He did not qualify as a write-in candidate. So even if you, he's no different than writing in Mickey Mouse on your ballot. I wonder what his plans are for election night along with his campaign team. Like, do you think his campaign team has like rented out a venue and has balloons prepared to drop from the ceiling in case he wins? Um, if Trump wins, because he's basically <laughs> running, he's running as a way to siphon off votes from Joe Biden. So yeah, <laughs> if Trump wins, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be real happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I also want to talk about, we both follow, I, and we've discussed how we don't know 100% how to pronounce this, but it's Dumois. It's the um, Instagram account. Yes. That's like celebrity tea gossip, like a lot of mostly blind items, mostly. Um, but we both love the account. We follow it. And they recently are posting about some celebrity conspiracy theories. And I know we want to discuss these celebrity conspiracy theories. So, James, I'm going to give you just a super quick, like 10 second overview of the conspiracy theory. And then you can tell me if you believe it. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't think it's true. The first one. Britney Spears is on White House payroll to distract the American public when needed from Trump's antics. You know, I'm going to say that's a distinct possibility. And let me tell you why. Because I did think about this one. So think about how unpopular. Because I think she's been on the White House. I think she's been on the federal government dole for a while now. Okay. <laughs> so think about like how outrageous she was in 2007. And think about how unpopular George W. Bush was in 2007. Like he was, he had just lost his majorities in Congress. Mm -hmm. He was wildly unpopular. And then insert Britney Spears to distract the American public with her shenanigans for a full year. I mean, that was the shaved head year. That was the take the umbrella and, you know, and hit the paparazzi's car year. I think 2008, the following year, when it was just a dumpster fire of the whole administration. Um, although, although by today's standards, I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> it was solid gold, what, what the Bush administration was doing in their final year. So Anyways, you know, but but if you think about 2008 was a complete mess and she that was the year when she had her meltdown and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure she came out of the courtroom. My favorite Britney Spears quote of all time. She came out of the courtroom and she was smoking a cigarette outside and there was like press like gallery down below because she was on like a smoking balcony outside the L.A. downtown courtroom. And she yelled at the paparazzi, flipped them off and said, eat it, lick it, snort it, fuck it. <laughs> and... I'm sure that George W. Bush was doing something shady when she did that. <laughs> so I think that I, I, I want more research, but I also, I'm tempted to to think it's probably true, right? Yeah, there's too many correlations to dismiss it, right? Too many correlations. Correlation is causation here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one. The FBI killed Brittany Murphy. Oh, now see, I'm... Are you a huge Brittany Murphy stan or no? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, RIP, but no. Yeah. I, you know, like fun and clueless. I think I saw her in a couple other things. I do remember it being very suspicious the way that he died. She died because didn't they say, did they say natural, natural causes at like 36 Pneumonia. or whatever? Pneumonia. Ugh. And this would have been like what? Like 16 years before Rona? Yes. Uh, I wonder, I mean, I, I, again, more research. I'm more skeptical, but I think I'm more skeptical because I don't know enough. I did a little bit of research oh, on this one. 
And th- there's definitely something weird going on there with Brittany and her or, and her husband because her husband mm-hmm. seemed like they got married just so he could stay in the U.S. And he seemed like kind of a shysty person. And then his, her mom was living with them and like maybe also sleeping with her husband. It was just weird. Weird things were happening. But, um, you know, Brittany wasn't in great health. Um she had an eating disorder. There was also a lot of allegedly. There was also a lot of alleged speculation about <laughs> um, drug usage. And the thing is, like pneumonia is fairly common. I shouldn't say common. It often happens in people with severe drug addictions. And once you also factor in her eating disorder, it's. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like too far-fetched. Now, her husband, also alleged drug user, they also allegedly like shared the same um, CPAP machine. So it, it kind of makes sense that they both died of pneumonia around the same – within six months of each other. And also, they were hoarders. Like, their house was absolutely disgusting. So I'd love for there to be some, like, government conspiracy here but i think that they were they just they truly died of pneumonia because they did not take care of themselves okay so i'm gonna go on a limb here mm-hmm. you know I, i've done some research on QAnon. are you familiar with QAnon? i am uh, yes i am do you think that she is also in a bunker with jfk jr waiting for the storm to come and arrest Hillary Clinton. Cause what if she, what if the hoarding was actually just like her doing research, getting ready for the gathering storm so that she could reunite with JFK jr. In the bunker to take over. It's, it's, it's a thing. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there again. You know, I think yours is more likely, but I, I'm not willing to not believe my hypothesis. You know, James, it's a good question. I don't know the answer, but I'm sure if I did a deep dive in QAnon, Someone has already dedicated 20 pages to this idea. Oh, my gosh. Iconic. <laughs> iconic. That one was good. Ugh. There's one more I want to talk about. And I, I had never heard of this until <clears throat> this Instagram account posted it. So maybe you can mm-hmm. walk us through this. It's that Rod Stewart had his stomach pumped. Yeah, and maybe you can just fill in the blanks for for our listeners and for me, honestly. Yeah, so if you can't hear, this is um, we're having an ASMR moment on the podcast right now because I'm literally like, can you hear that? Hold on, let me like move the microphone down by it. Hold on, hold on. This is this is for all of our ASMR listeners. Okay, I'm gonna get back to being serious now. Okay, so I'm literally googling this. Let's get on Snopes. Let's see what's going on. Let's let's literally let's let's take it let's take it to Google. So, urban legend describes a rock star who collapses at a party and has a pint of semen pumped from his stomach. And claim after collapsing at a post-concert party, Rod Stewart was rushed to an ER where doctors pumped a pint of semen out of his semen <laughs> semen out of his stomach. And they say that this is a legend. They say it's not true, but that this probably started um, like when Elton John like was like very extravagant around the same time Rod Stewart was and that, you know, people were like, well, Rod Stewart's probably gay. Um, Apparently it's been said about Elton John too, but like Rod Stewart's like the classic, like this is a very like classic, like, celebrity gossip that's been circulating for years. I want to say he's even been asked about it in person by like, on like a talk show. Hmm. And he denies that, but I think he kind of like giggles about it. 
Which, like, what else are you supposed to do? I mean... I, even if it was true or not true, why wouldn't you laugh about it? It's such a ridiculous <laughs> conspiracy. Also, with you... I mean, here's the thing. You would need... With... I mean... Here's the thing. I know that like when you have too much protein in your system, your body just naturally kicks it out. So like, I don't know why he would need to have your stomach pumped if you had a pint of semen. Yeah, I'm going to. It's protein, right? Yeah, I'm going to ask. Um, I'm going to get our medical counsel. Um, are we going on WebMD? <laughs> Here, Joe, I'll do the a a ASMR. This is like a really good transition. Oh my God. Okay. So um, th this person who is a physician and works in an ER, I uh, she she says that um, we basically don't pump people's stomachs for much of anything. While it would be personally concerning to have that much semen in your stomach, it wouldn't be harmful. <laughs> oh. So I I mean, I guess it it could be true he had a pint of semen in his stomach but did he go to the hospital to have his stomach pumped of it right that would be probably that would not. that's probably the urban myth it has nothing to do with the quantity of semen in his actual stomach or his colon but rather just yeah. just the mm -hmm. fact that he actually sought medical treatment or that medical treatment would accept that <laughs> um so should we go ahead and pivot let's go ahead and pivot and let's talk about some of we talked about some of the hottest celebrity tea. Let's talk about some of the hottest scenarios that can happen on election night because election night is literally two nights away. It, can you believe it? Two nights away. I can't even. And I have to tell you that when I started off the podcast and I said, this is November 1st, 2020, I was like, uh, holy hell, how did that happen? Right. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So what I wanted to do is I came up with five distinct scenarios and I'm going to give you, I want you, Melissa, to tell me which yeah. one you think is more likely to happen on election night. Okay. So the first one is um, Melania Trump will wear a bold print or she will boldly swat Trump's hand away on election <laughs> night. I mean, both have happened. Remember her, um, like puke lime green dress she wore when Trump spoke at the, um, mm -hmm. I was going to say the RNC, but it's really the White House lawn, but it's really the RNC. Who knows, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Which one do you think is more likely? I think both are going to happen. But if I had to choose one, it's that she's going to wear something bold. Um, I think that maybe she's going to try and stay away from Trump as much as possible. She might say that she still has COVID, so she just, like, doesn't have to be involved in election night in any capacity. Um, but I think she's going to wear something bold, for sure. That's her thing. Yeah, that is definitely her thing. Um, well, so my next scenario... Uh-huh. I also think all of these are probably going to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> is that Trump will declare victory on election night, despite clearly mm -hmm. trailing in swing states and mm -hmm. votes or Trump concedes the election. However, declares open warfare on Joe Biden for the next three months and leads the crowds in chance of lock him up. Oh my gosh. So he's either like declaring victory despite it being an absolute dumpster fire, or he's like, you know what? You're right. I did get voted down, but I'm going after the Biden crime family for the next three months. This is a hard one, James. I know, right? 
Um, again, I think both is going to happen. <laughs> right. Like, I think he's going to declare victory and still go after the Biden crime panel family. I'm going to go with the first one, though. I think he is going to declare victory um, just to turn the country into even more of a mess. Um, I don't know what the fallout of that will be, but I think that I, I'm going to go with the first one. Yeah. Totally, totally get that. Um, yeah. So our third scenario, one, Dr. Jill Biden shoves a protester off the stage while her husband <laughs> delivers a late night victory speech, or QAnon disruptors take over election day throughout the country, protesting outside of precincts with guns, weapons, and take over all the election day hashtags with photos of JFK Jr., Hillary behind bars, and Pizzagate-style conspiracy theories. <laughs> again, both are both both basically have happened. And definitely will happen again. <laughs> I oh gosh, this is another hard one because it, it, like both scenarios are so ridiculous, but they're both gonna happen. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna choose the first one. And the only reason I'm gonna choose the first one is because while I think there's gonna be crazy protests and stuff going on on election day, I don't think it's gonna be QAnon exclusively. Like it's gonna be all of these like weird, like militias, militias in quotes, mm. and like the Proud Boys, um, or as Joe Biden um, has referred to them, the poor boys, and like all these like weird groups. <laughs> yeah. And like they might be part of QAnon, but they're gonna identify as a different kind of group. So for that, for that reason, that's very much um what's I'm what's the word I'm looking for? Um on brand for this election. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like a difference in in wording and definition. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so scenario four. We know who is likely to win the presidency by 1 a.m. Wednesday morning, uh -huh. or we know who wins the Senate on election night. Mm. I have some I think, thoughts on this one, but go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with we'll know who wins the Senate on election night. But what do you think? Well, I think... So I think both, again, both could be true. I do think that there is, and I was talking to a couple um, friends and family members uh, today actually about this. And I said, you know, the more I think about it, I don't think that the networks will call a winner for the election, no. but I do think that we will have an idea of who is likely to win. Agreed. Like I think by like at the very latest, like 2, 3 a.m., I think we're going to have a pretty clear picture of whether it looks pretty favorable for Joe uh -huh. Biden or pretty favorable for Donald Trump. But yeah. I don't think a winner will be declared. Okay. Um, apparently, this is just like a little like, again, you can get your news source from 538, ABC, like they'll give you the real tea. But I do want to let our listeners know that apparently like North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, which Florida does not, I do not believe this, but apparently those three states are going to have most of their absentee votes tabulated and posted publicly on election night. Hmm. So if Joe Biden's winning one of those states, it's very likely that he's going to be the next president. Mm, but if mm -hmm. Donald Trump sweeps all three of them, then Donald Trump still has a path to victory. But those are all three East Coast states. So they close relatively earlier in the right. evening. So by midnight, you know, if like Biden's winning Georgia or if Biden's winning mm -hmm. North Carolina or, or some combination of the three, and it's a split decision at the very least, 
we'll probably have an idea of who wins. He, it may not yeah. be enough to get him over 270, but it may be pretty darn close. That's kind of my thinking. Yeah. But I do think that the Senate will probably have a better idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows, you know, especially because yeah. um, Georgia is a weird state where you have to get 50% of the vote in order to avoid mm-hmm. a runoff for a Senate race. So like if the Senate is like razor thin, the margin, mm-hmm. both of those races are expected. Well, one of them is for sure expected to go to a runoff, which is the special election in Georgia. The other one is a regular one and is less likely to go to a runoff. But theoretically, there are third party candidates in both mm-hmm. races. And so if it's really tight, it's very likely that neither candidate will get to 51%. Yeah, interesting. Um, speaking of election night, news mm-hmm. coverage, most networks not calling a winner. Um, what news network are you going to watch on Tuesday night? Well, this is always a tough call for me because I will, I, I'll tell you what, I won't watch Fox, obviously. I have no interest in watching Fox News on a presidential night unless the only time that Fox News is fun to watch is like in 2012 when like Megyn Kelly went down to, the, do you remember this when Megyn Kelly like marched down to the decision desk to like protest for Karl Rove because they, the network called Ohio for President Obama over Romney and Karl Rove had a, had a complete meltdown like on air. So like if the Democrats are having a really good night, I'm watching Fox. <laughs> um, also, I would absolutely watch Fox if Slayer Pete, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> yes. is, is part of election night coverage. But that's not the case, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I generally like NBC and ABC News. And I actually, spoiler alert, I kind of like CBS News too. Um, but I really like, I like ABC, especially if I don't know if Diane Sawyer is going to be doing election night, but Mm. she sounded like she was really drunk in 2012, which was kind of fun. (laughs) Like, I swear, like if you go back and like rewatch ABC's news coverage of election night, 2012, Diane Sawyer is like slurring her words and like being a mess and like kind of iconic. Okay. Okay. Who are you going to watch? Do you know yet? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm going to flip around. I want to watch somebody who is drinking and very snarky honestly Mm -hmm. like i am not here for a really like cogent type of coverage of election night like i'm here for the snark you know Mm -hmm. so i need to find a a network that will give that to me yeah maybe rachel maddow she's very snarky but you know what i really don't like some of the other people that are on the panels for like the debate coverage oh the nbc Specifically, Joy Reid. I really do not like Joy Reid. But this is a whole nother episode, like, <laughs> um, podcast segment. Whole, yeah, of, we, we could go down a rabbit hole. Joy Reid has a very problematic Twitter history. Uh, yeah. And that I is an understatement. I am not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, perfect. So, I'm glad we talked about what we're watching because that's kind of important. Um, yeah. So, and then the last one is... Um, <laughs> This is oh, like, no. I should oh, not. No. Okay, so what's more likely to happen like on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Maybe Tuesday, but most likely this would be after the election day. And again, we are hoping that neither one of these happens. Let me be very clear. But which ones do you think more likely? Arm malicious protest, kidnap elected officials and judges, or Black Lives Matter protesters, which is really just Antifa. They take to the streets and they do like a lot of outrageous stuff like that, like Fox News was talking about earlier. And maybe they create another, what was the semi-autonomous zone um, in Seattle? Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. It was an acronym, but yeah. Or they create another semi-autonomous zone. <laughs> like which one? <laughs> Either like the like who's going to act up more, the right wing or the left wing? And I guess it depends on who wins, but. 
I think it depends on who wins. I agree with that. But I think that the right wing is going to go crazy. I really do. I mean, I've been following that whole like bus thing that happened yesterday in Texas where a bunch of Trump supporters um, and their like Ford F-150s, right, boxed in the Kamala uh, Biden bus and tried to get it to stop and pull over. And it was just like, it was insane. And like the election isn't even over, right? Like for that to happen three days before the election and they were just, neither candidate was on the bus. They were like on their way to the next stop and they ended up canceling the next rally. Like what, what? Like the, like no one, the winner has not been chosen. And to me that signals that they're really worried that they're going to lose and that like they're acting up now. And so it makes me wonder what's going to happen after election day. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. And I will say this, like, I know that like liberals have been accused of being snowflakes the last four years, but I will say this. No one gets more butt hurt than conservatives. I, no one. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Oh my gosh. So now we're going to go again. If you want like actual analysis on like polling and fundamentals, go to 538. They're great. But we're not 538. As Melissa has said before on the show, we are like, we're an entertainment show. So we're similar to Tucker Carlson. Like what he argued in court. He's not giving the news. He's giving entertainment. Right, Melissa? Yes. <laughs> so we are doing a little segment that's basically, it's it's what our, our personal opinion on if we think the state is going to go for Biden or Trump. And it's really just based on our personal history with the state. It's not based on polling numbers. It's not based on anything factual. It's just based on basically how we've interacted with the state over the years. And I have a lot of thoughts on this. And so I actually want to start off with you, Melissa, because I know mm-hmm. that you lived in Florida for a brief period of time and you have mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts on Florida. And I, I want to know if you think that based on your personal history with Florida, how Florida, how Florida will go and how you hope it will go. Because those could be two different things. Yeah. I lived in Florida for two years. I've spent a lot of time in Florida outside of my period of residence. And uh, there's a lot of older people that live in that state. And they are all on Facebook. And we know what Mark Zuckerberg has done to boomers um, on his platform. So I think it's going to go to Trump. Um I don't want it to go to Trump, Mm -hmm. but that's what I think is going to happen. What do you think? Yeah. I, so my personal history with Florida, I have spent most of my time up in the panhandle, um, Pensacola Mm -hmm. area, which some people call the redneck Riviera. Um, and it is, you know, I, again, it's like very hardcore Trump country. I, I don't, especially after like Florida not electing um, a Democratic senator in 2018 and not electing a Democratic governor. But again, just based on my track record of living briefly, very, very briefly, like we're talking, I think, like six weeks in um, the panhandle of Florida, I'm very skeptical of it going mm-hmm. of, it, of it going for uh, Joe Biden. But you know what? Who knows? Who knows? Right? Maybe yeah. enough people are going to be sick with COVID because of the, the president's ineptitude that they won't they won't vote. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> His voters don't care about COVID. They just care that Trump hates the same people they hate. That's all. That's what it is. That's a very valid point, unfortunately. So the next state we're going to talk about is Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Now, I have mixed feelings about this one. I have visited Philly once, and I think that Philly is actually a very fun city. 
It is a very fun city to visit. Um, it was very fun. I had a great weekend there. I got to see a bunch of the history and it's a very like cool city. It's very fun, but there's a lot of Amish in Pennsylvania. Mm, mm -hmm. And I personally do not care for the Amish at all. Mm -hmm. Have I told you the story about how when I was in high school, we were headed to, because in Northern Indiana, there's a lot of Amish too. And I was headed on a school bus to a debate tournament. And we always like stopped at like Burger King or something for breakfast. Cause we would have to get on the bus at like 4am. Cause these tournaments start super early. And we were headed to, Oh God, like Elkhart or somewhere, somewhere like somewhere. No one wants to be on any, on any given Saturday. So we were there and we stopped in like, it's some, you know, place near not Napanee, which is like Amish country, which is like the Amish Disney world in Indiana. We stop, I go to the Burger King and they only had one bathroom and it was unisex. And I walked in and it was, it was all like you, you couldn't lock the door because mm. then there were stalls. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, it was probably like a weird setup. Cause I think the other bathroom was closed for construction. So I okay. went in and I was just standing at one of the toilets and I, I guess I should have closed the door behind me, but I was standing peeing facing the wall. So like you couldn't see anything, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you couldn't see it. Like you, I wasn't exposing myself. Well, yeah. this Amish woman walked in and like started giggling uncontrollably and then was making fun of me to her friends. Like, cause when I left the bathroom, I heard her laughing when she walked in, then she walked out and then she was pointing and making fun of me when I left. So since then I've hated the Amish completely. I <laughs> don't have a story like that about the Amish, but I understand why you maybe have a grudge against them. So I'm like weighing like cool Philly versus like terrible Amish. I'm going to, I'm going to be hopeful and think that cool Philly prevails. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's okay. going to be close because Amish people are terrible. Yeah. You know, I've never been to Pennsylvania though. Oh. When I think of Pennsylvania, the first thing I actually think of is not the Amish. It's Kate Gosselin because Kate Gosselin li lives in Pennsylvania. She still lives there. She's the original Karen. So I just assume that entire state is full of Karens and it's going to go Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay. So our next state we're going to talk about is we are going to go to Texas, which I love as a swing state. Yes. Yes. I love as a swing state. And I will tell you, I, I love Texas. Do you like Texas? I've never been to Texas, but I love some areas of Texas for sure. Mm -hmm. Like Austin's super fun. Yeah. It's like yeah. Austin's like a really big Bloomington. Mm -hmm. That's honestly the best way to describe it. It's like a really big Bloomington. It's super cool. I spent a day there. So like I, I act like I know it. I don't. Um, <laughs> I spent some time in Dallas. Dallas is actually yeah. really cool. Yeah. I've spent some time in San Antonio. San Antonio is fine. Um, and I've never been to Houston. I've been to the airport, but that doesn't really count. But, um, mm -hmm. but no, I love Texas. I think it's great. I think that um, I do think it's going to be very close. I mean, think about it. Beto O'Rourke. You know, he won, was in what, two or three percentage points of beating um, Ted Cruz. I think mm -hmm. that, I don't know if it's going to be enough to put him over the top, but I do think that it has potential to be very close. Mm -hmm. I I agree. I don't think it's going to go Biden, but I think it's going to be super close. I yeah. agree. Agree. So next up we have Michigan. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm interested, have you, you've, you've been to Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think? I think it's going to go Biden. I think the stuff with, you know, Michigan's an interesting state. 
But I think it's going to go, you know what, actually, as I am saying this out loud, (laughs) I'm changing my mind. I went to Michigan Labor Day weekend and it, no one cared about wearing masks or COVID. Really? Yes. I mean, I shouldn't say no one. People did. um, But all of them were getting out of cars with license plates from Illinois. So I... I I actually think it might go Trump. I I don't, I don't know. know either. I, you know, I, Obama and Biden did a big rally in Detroit. I think mm-hmm. yesterday or Friday. Mm-hmm. I, is that the, is that the one when Biden tweeted or posted on Instagram like, "How did all these people get in my basement?" Yes, I thought that was great. <laughs> I think that it's going to go for Biden. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than the polls are suggesting. Some of the polls are suggesting like it's like a 10 point spread. I don't think it's a 10 point spread, but I do think that it'll be like a five or six point spread. Like I could see it being like a 53, 47 type race, mm-hmm. which like for a swing state, I feel like is a pretty healthy margin. So I don't know. I feel pretty good. I generally like Michigan. I think that voters in and around the Detroit metro area do not like Trump. But then you have the other side of the state, like yeah. the Grand Rapids side. And that yeah. side is like Trump, Trump, Trump country. Yes. And his Trump's last rally of the 2016 race was in Grand Rapids. And he's apparently tomorrow doing another, like his like last rally of the election is in hmm. Grand Rapids. But I've also heard that Trump might do election day rallies, which is beyond stupid. So people are going to stand in line and attend the rally for three hours of their day instead of standing in line to vote for. Yeah, that's why. That's why you don't do that. You may do like news interviews, you know, like satellite news interviews or whatever. Like you often see that, but like it's rare that you hold like campaign events in battleground states because you don't want them at your event. You want them at the polls. Right. I don't know. Whatever. I guess one last hurrah, right? Because his rallies have just turned into have you have you watched any of his rallies lately? It is it is unhinged. It is unhinged, but it's entertaining. If he wasn't the president, I would think like this is a great Netflix special. Like I don't understand what I'm watching, but I'm kind of entertained. Yeah, it's it's weird. The claims that are being made are absolutely like the claims by the Trump campaign in like the last days of this election are absolutely insane. I'm just going to throw it out there. Like literally absolutely insane. Things like that China gave Hunter Biden 1.5 billion, not million, billion dollars. That's that is absolutely ridiculous to think that anyone's getting one point like first of all, they're claiming that it happened in 2013. Okay, which doesn't even make any sense because Biden was vice president, which everyone knows is like the worst office in D.C. that has like no clout. So why would you give one point five billion dollars to the son who has no political clout whatsoever of the vice president who also has no political clout, who by then had already pretty much said that he was unlikely to run in 2016 for president? So why would you give, again, one point five billion dollars, which also all of this has been debunked. None of it's true. But again, it just makes, like, if you think objectively about it for two seconds, it literally makes no sense. Yeah. Also, the entire laptop scandal makes absolutely no sense. There's an amazing <laughs> Twitter thread that like explains just how absolutely ludicrous it is. And it starts with like, of course, Hunter Biden would drive 3,000 miles away from where he lives to drop off a laptop to somebody who is partially blunt. Like, it just makes no sense. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. It's, it's insane. absolutely bizarre. So um, that's it for our battleground state. So okay. we do not feel great going into election day, but you know what? Um, 
again, Professor Wong, it's it's almost like I feel like after 2016, we kind of have to have the mindset that we're going to lose mm-hmm. and then just be surprised, hopefully, right? Uh, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess. What do you think is going to happen in Indiana on election night or in Indianapolis? Like, do you think there's going to be protests, riots? Do you think your governor is going to get reelected? What are your? Oh, Indiana this is fun. Predictions? So, Indiana predictions for our Indiana listeners. We do have some some Indiana listeners. So, the governor is going to be reelected. The interesting thing about the governor's race is that. Um, there are actual three candidates that are polling like above 10%. You have the Republican governor who's like a very like center right Republican. Like he's not far right. He's not crazy. He's done an okay job. You have the Democrat who on paper is a infectious disease doctor and is black. And, um, like on paper is like the candidate for the moment, but his campaign has just been a dumpster fire, an absolute unmitigated dumpster fire. Um, so there's that. Then you have this libertarian candidate who's not really running as a libertarian. He's actually running as like a right-wing populist, um, which again is not a libertarian. And he's like, I've seen some polls and I don't believe these polls because polling in Indiana, did you know this, that Melissa in Indiana were like a state that's notoriously difficult to poll because in the seventies or eighties, the legislature passed these like really strict anti-polling measures where like, if you call people, you have hmm. to have like a live person and you can only do it during these hours. And like, it's like, it's very difficult to pull. So like, there's never really, if you, if you go back and like, think about it, like, like you never see really any polls from Indiana because they're really like the only people that can afford to do them are basically campaigns. I see. Okay. But yeah. anyways, apparently the libertarian slated to get like 10 to 20% of the vote, which is insane because it's all these anti-mask like Republicans that are supporting him. Because he's running on a strict, like, like, don't worry about it. Don't shut down anything. Don't wear a mask. Do whatever you want to do. And he's pro-life. I don't understand that. I don't understand how you're libertarian and pro-life, but whatever. I'm just, because literally on his website, he's like, if I get an abortion bill, I'll sign it. Like an anti-abortion bill, like outlawing it. He's like, I'll sign it. I don't understand being a libertarian and being pro-life, but I also don't understand being pro-life and anti-mask. For- no, no- a variety None of it of makes reasons. any sense. <laughs> like literally, it's a campaign that makes absolutely no sense. So that's kind of an interesting race. Um, our governor is probably going to get reelected. Most people think it'll probably be like 55, 10% for the libertarian, 35% for the Democrat. Um, okay. there is a hot congressional race. Ooh. We have a we are a battleground house race. So the seat that's like the north side of Indy and then like the suburbs north of Indy. It's um, not been represented by a Democrat like ever, like in the last like hundred years type thing. And um, it's probably going to flip and the Democrat's going to win. So that's kind of exciting because the Republican was like born in Ukraine. She sounds crazy on all of her ads. And she's like a gun toting Trump supporting mama. Like she's nuts and she's from Ukraine. So she's absolutely nuts. I'll send you some of her ads. They're, they're a good time. But the Democrat's like a moderate Democrat, like good female candidate who's outraced her constantly. 538 says that the Democrats a slight favorite to win. And this would be like a big deal. So this will be the first time in since 2008 that Indiana has elected more, has sent more than two of its nine congressmen to Congress that are Democrats. So it'll have, if it goes this way, it'll be three instead of two. Because wow. since we since 2010, there's only been, well, since 2012, I'm sorry, since 2012, we've only sent two out of our nine Congress members as Democrats. Wow. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great time to be in Indiana. 
<laughs> oh, and Trump's going to win probably by like 10 points. 50, yeah. 55, 45 is what I'm calling. Yeah. You know, Illinois is yeah, reliably, Illinois. Illinois is reliably blue. There's, I don't think there's anything particularly interesting on the ballot. Um, there is this like fair, what is it called? The fair tax thing. I don't know oh, what it's have, called. Is it, it's like a flat tax, like a sales tax. Um, no, it's, it's, um, the fair income tax. So oh. it's not like a sales tax. It's like, they want to change the way that people's income is taxed, um, to be fair, right? Like all the ads are saying like, mm. it's, it's only fair that people, wealthier people <laughs> pay, pay their fair share. Anyway, it's like, I think it'll be interesting to see where that lands because when I watch TV, there is at least 10 ads on both sides that get shown every hour. It is insane. Anyway, that's like what I'm most excited to hear about. Um, so I don't think there's a lot on the ballot that's super interesting, but what will be interesting in Chicago is what happens on the streets on election mm -hmm. day or the day after the election. I... In my neighborhood in downtown Chicago, all of the businesses are boarding up again. They put mm. plywall, plywall, plywood over their windows. Yeah. Um, and so I I really don't know what's gonna happen. Lightfoot has also announced a, a much heavier police presence. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, can I ask? I know it's a secret ballot, but are you making an endorsement in the fair tax proposal? Okay, I I have to be honest in that I have not filled out my mail-in ballot yet. Are you going to drop it off then? Yeah, I'm going to drop it off. I can see the early voting location from mm -hmm. one of my windows, and there is always a line, which is insane to me. <clears throat> so I'm just like waiting. I mean, at this point, I'm in a bit of a pickle because I have t tomorrow, Monday, and it's probably going to be super busy. Or I have election day, which is going to be insane. So I've really put myself in a pickle. Um, I need to do a little bit more research on judges. I'm not going to take um, Corey's friend's advice and just like, <laughs> take a wild guess on the names. I really need to dedicate time to doing research on that. And then I want to do a little bit more research on the fair income tax. Mm -hmm. I am pretty sure I'm voting for it because it makes sense. And these ads are like very predatory because like people truly do not understand that like if you make a hundred thousand dollars and that cap is um a hundred fifty thousand dollars or that cap is ninety thousand dollars let's say it's not like your entire salary is now taxed at that new rate mm -hmm. it's just anything that was over that threshold and no one understands how taxes work is something i have learned in this election and people are like like lawmakers are trying to pass this stuff, like knowing that no one understands how taxes work. Anyway, anyway, I need to do some research, but I'm probably voting for it. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move into our losers and legends of the week. Okay. You can, I want to hear yours. So I'm going to start with my loser of the week. And uh -huh. my loser of the week is Kanye West. And uh, it's not for anything related to the presidential race. It's not for anything related to really to the Halloween costume. So this past week, Kim Kardashian's birthday and Kanye bought a hologram of Kim's dead father who helped represent OJ Simpson 
in the OJ Simpson or in the Nicole Brown Simpson uh, murder trial, whatever. And the hologram was like, happy birthday, Kim. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so proud of you for marrying like an amazing genius, Kanye. Like it's so, apparently Kim says that she liked it, but I just think that's the tackiest fucking gift. A hologram of your dead father. Happy birthday. I just want to say this publicly. I never want to receive a hologram of a dead relative speaking to me. It does not interest me. Um, And also, I do not want that hologram um, dedicating quite a bit of time talking about how amazing the person who bought the hologram is. Like, that's not the point of the hologram, okay? Yeah, I agree. So he's we, he's my loser of the week. Yeah, he he's so self indulgent. <laughs> so Melissa, who's your loser of the week? Um, my loser of the week is a Girl Scouts. Ooh, I'm not sure about this, but the Girl Scouts just need to read the fucking room. They tweeted, um, congratulating Amy Covid Barrett for being the fifth woman, fifth woman, yeah, mm-hmm. um, appointed to the Supreme Court. Read the room, okay? Like, Amy Covid Barrett, it does not have a ton of amazing experience. She should not have even accepted the nomination. She should have waited it, like, it, like, no, no. This is not women supporting women, okay? That's not what this is. Uh, so they're my loser of the week. Oh, I would totally, yeah. And I, I want to be very clear. I typically love the Girl Scouts, but I'm, in this instance, uh, they are losers in my book as well. Yeah, and then they immediately tweeted because they got some backlash and they said, we are not a political organization. So if you're looking for political stuff, just keep scrolling. And I'm like... <laughs> not every not every account can pull off being Wendy's level spicy. Yes, definitely not the fucking <laughs> Not the fucking Girl Scouts. Okay, so who is your legend of the week? My legend of the week is a... Uh, techno funk duo that I was a huge fan of in college, but they just released a new single. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Chromio. I, I think so. I think so. Yay. I think so. They like had quite a few hits like it, like in 2010. A lot of bops. And, yeah, so many bops. They released a new song called um, Clorox Wipe. And it is the anthem that we need. I I cannot sing, but I'm going to read you a few of the lyrics because it is so good. Um, here's, here's one of the verses. I would have a purpose. I'll be at your service. Let me wipe your surface because that don't make me nervous. I'll be so effective. You won't be affected. I'm not trying to be your man. I'm just your disinfectant. <gasps> it is so good. It is so good. Oh, it's that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to download that. Yeah. On Napster, right? On Napster, yeah. On, on Napster or uh, Aries or LimeWire. <laughs> Who's your legend of the week? My legend of the week is none other than Queen Joy Behar from The View. Oh, my gosh. So we all know The View has a annual history, herstory, if you will, of all of the co-hosts dressing up for Halloween. And usually the Halloween costumes are very elaborate. Well, this year, obviously, that did not happen because of COVID and they're all still virtual. 
But Joy Behar wasted no time saying how stupid she thought the Halloween costumes were, how much she hated them, and how great this year was. Even though all of the other co-hosts, again, did not read the room, but I didn't want her to read the room. I wanted I, I wanted to get the unfiltered Joy Behar opinion, and she did not disappoint. And the other hosts were like, "Oh, we really like it." And she's like, "No, I hated it. It's stupid. I've never liked it. I thought it was I thought it was beyond a waste of time, and I hated it." I watched that episode of The View, and the best part of it was her mini rant about the Halloween costume stuff. And then, like, immediately following, there was a segment with their, like, wardrobe wardrobe director or whatever, Mm -hmm. who normally does their Halloween costumes, where she then is, like, showing the staff's kids funny Halloween costumes. And it's like, Joy, read the room. Read the room. (laughs) But that's why we love her. She's Queen Joy Behar. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So with that, we are going to try to do a like a little mini sode um, on Wednesday that'll probably drop late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, depending on the circumstances. We're going to try to give you kind of our hot take on maybe some of our favorite um, election night pundits, things that happened, things that were said. Um, it, we also may be lamenting the end of the world, you know, if the president, our yeah. dear leader, is reelected. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> um, we could also be celebrating maybe the Democrats not only win the Senate, but they get a supermajority in the Senate. Who knows? You know, maybe, I mean, anything could happen, right? <laughs> anything could happen. <laughs> so we are looking forward to that. So stay um we definitely refresh your podcast feed and see, uh, you know, late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, because we're hoping to have like a little mini sewed reaction to the election. Um, other than that, if you haven't voted, get out and vote. If you can still early vote, you can do that tomorrow um, or return your ballot, Melissa. I know, I know. Or vote Don't on worry. election day. Don't worry. One of the reasons why I'm kind of procrastinating is I need a friend to come with me so I can take some thoughty photos of me dropping off my mail-in ballot. So yeah. it'll happen. I love that. I love that. Um, also, um, I picked up my um, like election day supplies um, like because mm-hmm. like, I'm a poll worker. So like the ballots and shit. And I have a whole stack of I voted stickers. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I know. So I'm just saying, like, they say, like, indie votes on them or something. But still, like, I'm just saying, like, if there are leftovers, like, it could be a moment. It could be a thing for the podcast. So with that, so much fun. So good to see you, Melissa. Likewise. And I hope all of our listeners have a safe election day. And I hope they get out and vote and vote for the winner, right? Yes. All right. Goodbye. Bye.